Well, it's been a good night, hasn't it? Hey, it's been a good night. Who's glad they, who's glad they came tonight? Who feels encouraged? Yeah, amen. Now I know that everyone here, you're deep thinkers, aren't you? Very deep. People are going, really? Am I? You're the, you know, the the authors you read are, you know, all the deep thinkers of the world, aren't they? Yeah, some of you are not with me yet. And I just want to introduce you to an author that I've widely read because of the intelligence that I possess. He's a doctor. Very intelligent. You want to know what his name is? Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the thing about Dr. Seuss was that he seemed to be able to take, and still, you know, his books are now the movies, aren't they? He seemed to be able to take very simple words and make them into a big impact. You know, what better phrase than the cat and the hat? You know, come on. There's something to be said there, isn't there? Yeah. I won't go into all his titles and all his characters, but you all know Dr. Seuss. Who's going to put their hand up and, and, and admit to the fact that they have read a Dr. Seuss book, they love Dr. Seuss, they're happy to go to the movies, look for children to take with them so they don't look so foolish when they're sitting there. <laughs> but Dr. Seuss took small words, but they had big impact and taught great lessons, really, in simplicity. So I decided tonight to think about a very simple word and it's the word if if we probably use this word more than we realize I think you know has anyone ever said if only will anyone admit to saying that if only have you said if you do that then <laughs> what about if you touch that you will, <laughs> who said, what if, what if? Then there's another one, even if that happens, I will. Another one, if that happens, I'm not sure. You relate to any of those? But they all have that little word in them, if. Small word, big impact. Now, you know with my new role now, I'm doing a little bit more driving. And so I have a, a pestered my son, and he'll hate me talking about him, but I pestered him one night. It was really, really hot. And I said, can you just come out and sit in the car with me for half an hour, Patrick, and try and teach me how I'm linking my phone up with the radio and you know rolling of the eyes really and that's when I come in with I taught you to tie your shoelaces you can come out into the car with me for half an hour okay I taught you how to everything anyway so he came out and he helped me so now I have this ability to listen to the audio and put it through the radio 
I don't know how it works and I will admit to the fact that sometimes I can't make it work <laughs> and I go for miles, have to stop again and have another go. But as you can see, I'm all over the techie stuff, <laughs> trying to get the audio to go through the radio. And so I've been listening to the Bible on audio. Did you know you could do that? If you download a Bible app, you just press the button and if it's set up right, it comes out. You hear their voices coming out. So, and I look, I want to give a plug for the podcasts. Thank you to Stuart, who's, I've heard so many people, yeah, I've heard so many people who are listening to the podcasts if they miss a meeting or even if they don't, and they're enjoying that. So, give a plug for that. So, I'm also listening to the podcasts. But I've been listening to the book of John uh, as I've been driving around different times. And the guy who reads it has quite a distinct accent, so... It's interesting listening to a different voice in your life sometimes. We're used to hearing the people we know. And I've just discovered that having this guy's voice with an interesting accent, I'm actually picking up different things with the way he accentuates. And so I was, this happened that I was listening to the book of John in, in God's Word and um, I started to pick up this, this word, if, and it kept coming up again and again. Now, I've read John's Gospel, I, you know, I've read it a lot of times, but it just seemed to be that I was noticing this word, if. And so I decided to, when I got home, I was starting to look back at the book of John, John and take a uh, closer look. And it seemed to be that often when Jesus was talking to people about what it meant to follow him and what it meant to be a disciple, that he often used this word, if. Uh, it was at often at the uh, beginning of a sentence that he would say to them. Now, an example was in the book of Luke, but I was looking at John. But in the book of Luke, it said, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. If anyone. So I started to look, oh, where are all these ifs? And I was looking at the book of John. And I thought probably we could say that the ifs in the Bible is like the fine print on a document that we're about to sign. And we think, now, hang on, when I look at John's Gospel and see what Jesus said, uh, what did I sign up for again when I said that I'd be a disciple? What did I sign up for when I said that I would follow Jesus? What would I be signing up for if I, if I decided to follow Jesus? Now, um, some of you probably have gone into agreement, you know, with things. I, I um, heard of someone the other day, and no, it's not me, uh, who ordered a bikini from overseas. Okay, that's your first clue that it wasn't me. Um, but they ordered this bikini online. It arrived too small. Surprise, surprise. And when they looked into the fine print they weren't able to return it unless they, you know, had to pay a whole lot and then they'd only get some back. And so the fine print that person hadn't read. Anyone ever gone into an agreement about a car loan or a, or a house or something and then somewhere down the track you get to the fine print and go, oh, okay, I didn't realise that. So in a way, um, I think these ifs are a bit like the fine print except that they aren't in fine print. Jesus was bold enough to put it right out there. He put it there in 
we have it now in black and white. He said it to people. So he was bold enough to actually put it up front, what it would mean, what it would mean to follow Jesus, that there is a cost, that it actually isn't just always pleasantries. Um, it's not always just about come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you rest. You know, that's a great promise. But there are some other times when Jesus says a phrase and with this if, it becomes, wow, there's a cost to me following Jesus. It's actually going to mean something, a change in my life. And when we become a follower of Jesus, or if tonight you might be thinking and, and contemplating what it would mean to become a follower of Jesus, we need to look at what it is that Jesus says we are, it's required of us. The ifs in the, in the Bible, they actually remind us that a follower signs up for loving the unlovable, forgiving when every bone in your body says forget it. We actually sign up for turning the other cheek. We sign up for standing up for someone who everyone else is abandoning. We sign up for exercising mercy when really we'd rather um, exercise judgment. And so these ifs represent for us that it actually can move from a feel-good message to one that actually demands something of us. It moves us from being just a fan of God. Well, I, I love God. You know, it's amazing that he loves me. I love, you know, listening to worship songs. I, I love reading the Bible and there's some great verses in there that, yeah, they're really good. Now, that's what a fan says. But a follower has understood and thought about what Jesus is saying when he says these sentences that often are prefaced by an if. It moves us from being a fan to actually being a follower who responds to all the ifs that Jesus spoke of and then wrestles with what that means for them. Now, I've just got one example to leave with you tonight and the verses are going to come up on the screen. And this is in the book of John. And if you go to many of the chapters in John, you start to underline where all the ifs are. This is just a few verses from um, the book of John. This is Jesus talking. You know, this isn't the Christian in the next town. You know, this isn't me who's written this down. Uh, this isn't anyone else in this room. These are the words of Jesus. And he actually said this... Uh, to his disciples, people who were looking and, and contemplating following Jesus, some who already were. And he explained it, that he was the vine and people who followed him were the branches. And he said, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. And then another if. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So there's this if. If I remain in God and he remains in me, there's some promises that come. There's promises that come out of that if. If I remain, I'm going to bear fruit. There's going to be things in my life that will be a result of me remaining in Jesus. That I'm going to bear fruit, that there will be, there'll be outcomes in my life and in the lives of people around me, in my behaviour, in my thoughts, 
in my actions towards others, in my decisions about the future, in the way I look at the, the decisions I'm making today, there's going to be change. I'm going to bear fruit if I remain in him. It also says that uh, there's, there's going to be answered prayer. Uh, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And, you know, we can think, wow, well, I've got a few wishes. Last week, what was it um, Andrew was after? Was the Porsche or the whatever Lamborghini someone had? Now, that's not what that means because actually when we remain in Jesus, those things get lesser down the list. There are other things that we want far above any material wishes. So when it says here we can ask whatever we wish, we start to wish for things that are more about character, that are more about influence, that are more about uh, God's glory being shown in someone else than any Lamborghini or house or jewellery or money. We start to ask for things because we are remaining in him. So we get answered prayer. And it also says that we're going to know his love in the next couple of verses. But it also says if you don't remain, it says you get cast off, cast away. So God's plan for us is to look at what this if would represent for us. What would it mean for you? What would it mean for me? And verse 14 of this same, um, I think it's on the next screen, this is the beginning of verse 14 of this same chapter. Now, if we just go to the first bit, we could read that verse and, and Jesus says, you are my friends, and we go, great, great. I'm really glad I'm a friend of Jesus. Wow, that's good. We've got to keep reading <laughs> because the rest of it says, what does it say? You are my friends if. Wow, now there's the condition. There's a condition. The free gift, of course, to God is that we have eternal life through him. But this is where we partner up. God's desire is to be this friend with us. Yes, you are my friends, if you do what I command. Wow. Now that takes it to another level, doesn't it? Because we all have a sense that we know. We know some things about what God asks of us. We know. We can be 12 or we can be 82. But we have a sense when we're doing the wrong thing. We have a sense when we pick up, this wouldn't be something that God would desire of me. We also have a sense of when we're doing the right thing. And people around us can be reminding us what that might be. When we're, when we're teenagers, we have people who are endeavouring to influence and mentor and come alongside us. And they're, they're wanting to tell us what would be the things that Jesus would command of us. But we've got to be willing to make that decision to be part of the if. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what he commands. I'm going to take that condition and I'm going to act on it. He wants to be our friend. And he says, you are my friends. But we can't leave it there. We are his friends if we do what he commands. I'll ask the band to come up uh, just as we finish. But, you know, I'd never really thought about God saying, if only. I thought I was the only one. I thought people with, I thought we were the only ones who said, oh, if only. But I found a verse in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, where it talked about God saying something 
where he started the sentence off by saying, if only. And I thought, wow, God, he, can, he even says that, if only. And you know what he said, if only about? He said this in Isaiah 48 that it's written for us. He says, if only you had paid attention to my commands. If only, he said to the people in Isaiah's day, if only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness would have been like the waves of the sea. It seems to imply in this verse in Isaiah that we are forfeiting blessing in our life by refusing to pay attention to Jesus when he says, if you will, if you will obey my commands. Oh, that it wouldn't be said of us here today in this room. If only you'd paid attention. If only you'd listened. Back when you were 16, if only you'd paid attention to my commands. Your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness would have been like the waves of the sea. I don't know about you, but I don't want that to be said of me, that after years of following Jesus, I decided just to stop listening to what God commands of me. And that when I face judgment in those final days, that I'll have it said, if only, Beth, if only you'd kept paying attention to my commands. I don't want it said of any young person here that they look back on their life and said, oh, if only. If only. I don't want any person at recovery services uh, to look back in 12 months' time and think, oh, if only I'd stuck with it. If only I'd learned to listen. If only I'd learned to respond to the commands that Jesus gave me, to remain in him, to stick with it when I felt like giving up. If only I'd listened. If only I'd paid attention. Let's not forfeit the blessing and the plan and purpose that God has for us by today refusing to pay attention when Jesus says, if you will, you are my friends, if you will, obey my commands. The commands of Jesus to you are in God's word. Don't read it, you won't know it, but you'll have forfeited the blessing that could have been yours. I think it was uh, Paula who put a little thing up on Facebook today and I saw it a few hours ago, Paula, and I actually saved it and, and uh, it's going to come up on the screen, hopefully. And uh, if you can't read it, it says, At any given moment, you have the power to say, This is not how my story is going to end. And, you know, that's really responding to the if. Whatever the if that Jesus is saying to you. If, you, if you want to be my friend, do what I command, the story will go on. 
and it'll have an end far better than anything you could have created for yourself. Far greater influence, far greater joy. Lee's given testimony today, tonight, of what that has meant in her life. After 20 years of really wandering the wilderness in one sense, she's discovered that she can be a friend of God because she's learned to respond to the commands of that Jesus has given her. If you will, if only. Tonight, as every TNC gives us an opportunity to come before God with our own, our own, in our own heart, with all the stuff that is us, it's different for all of us, but we know it clearly, don't we, if we're not being obedient to God's command. We can sit here tonight and know very definitely that, yeah, I'm probably missing out on a lot of blessing because I'm thinking I know how to do it. I'm thinking I can do it my way. And I'm thinking I'll have time later to do that. Today is the time. Today is the time to choose to follow his commands. I'm not sure of this little song that the band are going to sing, but it's going to help us just in these closing moments uh, to consider what God is saying to us here today. I would pray that your peace would be like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea, that God would do that work in you. I'll leave it open to pray. If you want to come forward, find someone to pray with. Don't make it, if only. Standing here in your 